0: It is fantastic that Easter is over. The duvets have been washed. Uh, The last chocolate bunny uh, was eaten. I found him, you know, one of those nice lint ones covered in gold with a little bell around its neck. Found it hiding in the back of the cupboard. I did think, you know, shall I just have the lot? Uh, But it was quite a big one, so actually I did share it with uh, some members of the family. Uh, last chocolate's been eaten, and uh, because you know, the Easter holidays were wonky this year, we had two sets of friends and family came, so the amount of duvets that I think have been washed is quite frightening. But thank goodness, Easter's done. We can now look forward to Christmas. <laughs> or if you're very churchy, then we've got Pentecost to look forward to. Uh, just have to wait a couple of weeks. But today... We're diving back into Colossians. We were, for those of you uh, that aren't visitors, we've been looking at Colossians um, and uh, we've had a little break for Easter and now we're diving back into chapter 3 just to finish it off during April. And it goes like this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. You know the story's not over. We can't park Easter over here and think that that is it. The story carries on. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. This, for Paul, the writer, is not a one-time experience. It's not something that happens as a little festival kind of over here. It's not even something that we have to wait for until we get to heaven. This is a present reality. If you're a Christian, then your eternal life has already begun. You've already been raised from the dead. God has filled you with his new life. Right now, your eternal life has, has begun. And actually, when you die, all that's going to happen is you carry on. But with Jesus. Isn't that great? How good is that? Eternal life has already started. It's not a festival. The resurrection changes everything. We are alive in Jesus, not just in the future, but now. We have been raised. If you want to kind of dive in a little bit deeper into what the resurrection means, then at our evening services encounter for four weeks during April, so we've already had one, uh, we're doing this little series on the resurrection and uh, Ruth, wherever Ruth is, uh, uh, Gareth's other half... Preached last Sunday evening, fantastically on the resurrection, and um, it's just an opportunity to dig really deeply into what that means. And so Paul invites us to set our hearts, our minds on things that are above. I love this because this is a, you know, this is a fix your eyes upon Jesus moment. Look full in his wonderful face. Any of you know this song? And the things of earth will grow in the light. Come on, some of you have been around for a long time. (laughs) You know, it's not like that. Sorry, I think the hymn's got it wrong. This is not what this means. To, To think about, to set our hearts upon the things of heaven is not to be detached from the earth. This is a Lord's Prayer kind of focus. This is a focused on the Kingdom of God, on the Kingdom of Heaven, but His Kingdom coming on earth. Us making a difference, transforming the places that we live and that we work. This is not detached, setting our hearts somewhere else. This is embodied, this is incarnational, this is the Word made flesh. Because each one of you, if you're following Jesus, what's happened is that your life has been hidden in Christ Jesus. If you don't know what that's like, that's what he's got for you this morning. That's what's on offer. For you to be filled and hidden in him so that you go into the world as an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Full of his light and life, changing everything everywhere you go. And it does have a future element. Christ will appear in glory, and we will be raised up with Him. So I wonder this morning, I wonder what you've got your heart set on. I wonder what you're filling your time with. You know, I, I have confession to make. Um, Meg and I have got Amazon Prime. Hands in the air. Come on, who's got Amazon Prime? There's a few of it. I mean, it's a great deal, okay, what you get. It's only like 79 quid, and then you get free delivery for the whole year. It's great. Um, we got it because uh, we were on holiday, and, um, you know, we were having a nice time with each other, but then we watched one episode of Broadchurch. That was it. The rest of the holiday. don't worry about what's going on inside. We're going to watch the whole of the rest of it, including series two, Um And so I had to get Amazon Prime in order to get it. And then we even watched one in the plane on on the way home. Amazon Prime is great. You can just like click and stuff gets delivered for free. Well, I mean, I paid for it in advance of the year. And, and, And stuff gets delivered the following. There's even some stuff that gets delivered the same day. That is amazing. I just want to order the stuff that gets delivered the same day just because... I want to see what it's like when you get all stuff. It's like Deliveroo, but on Amazon. It's amazing. Everything is gearing up towards instant. You press a button, you can have it right now. But actually there are some things which you can't have right now at the press of a button. And I, I, you know, I confess this is a shameless plug, but it did seem to fit with the sermon. So I'm going to do it anyway. I like to do a bit of running. And I got my heart set on running the London Marathon this year. And, you know, I could have got there by just thinking happy thoughts about running the marathon. You know, I could have thought, oh, it's going to be great. 22nd of April, 2000, I'm going to run the marathon. Come on. I could have got as far as, you know, filling in the form and making the application. Um, but actually none of that would have got me across the finishing line. When my kids were little and I was doing a few marathons, they thought I might win. I did explain there were some other people that were like twice as fast as me, if not more. Um, my only hope is that this year I beat my mum, who is 75. Uh, otherwise I'm in trouble. But, but I've had to get there. I can't get there by pressing a button and doing it instantly. I've got to get there step by step. I've filled in the form I've got advice I've seen a physio because my right tendon was cranky I've blogged about it I've set up a sponsorship page oh that was the shameless plug <laughs> um, I am doing this for money for church urban fund and I would love it if you could sponsor me I need to raise about two grand and I've only raised about 350 quid so far so if all of you gave a tenner then we would be job done alright um, there are forms at the back uh, and you can give cash you can give online with credit cards. Uh, no, no, debit cards would be better. Anyway, what I hope is I'm going to cross the line. I know I will cross the line. I might cross the line very slowly. But actually, the only way I've been able to get there is one step at a time. I've set my heart, my mind on this thing. But I've also then had to put it into practice, step by step, and put in the miles. There are some things that are like that. There are some things that are longer term, not just instant. So what is it that you are setting your heart on, your emotions, your mind, your thinking? At the beginning of this year, we started with five invitations. The invitation to follow. What is it in your life that is showing you as a follower of Jesus Christ? The invitation to grow, to be in some kind of small group where you bump into other people who are also following Jesus and together you grow. To worship, to be the kind of people that are sold out for worshipping God, not just here for an hour on a Sunday, but each day of the week. To be giving, yes, giving financially, but also giving to other people in your service to them. And to be the kind of people that go. That go into all the world with the message of Jesus Christ. His good news. Those kind of things help us to set our hearts, our minds on Jesus. But there's this other bit which is in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. We who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image. Or we who with unveiled faces reflect, wait on the Lord's glory, are being transformed. The more time we spend with him, the more time we spend orientating, focusing our lives on him, the more we make space for Jesus to come and transform us by the power of his Holy Spirit. So what are you setting your hearts and minds on? But there is the flip side as well. What are you setting down? What is it that you are putting to death? You know, I'm, uh, I talk about it occasionally, I'm, I'm dyslexic. One of the side effects of that is that it means I get really distracted really easily. So when I need to concentrate, I have to clear everything off my desk. I have to literally move every, so there's nothing else everything is beyond reach sometimes I even have to go and find a cafe and uh, you know go and put myself in there and be really focused buy myself a really nice coffee should have bought less cakes would have gone faster um, and that helps me because I know that I've paid for the coffee I've got to focus in for a couple of hours and drag out the coffee for as long as you know until the people in Costa start twitching me can't buy another one uh, but it helps me to focus. I have to put things down out of reach. This is what Paul's talking about when he says there are things that you need to put to death. We've, um, we're doing some baptism prep at the moment with five young people. I don't know whether they'll all choose to get baptised, but we're talking with them about it. And one of the... Uh, that's Wes and, and Clive and I are just having the chat, chat with them. One of the... Uh, and though, that's happening on the third of June, by the way, in the evening service at, at Encounter. If you haven't been baptized and you're following Jesus, now's the time. Get on with it. Come and talk to me. Okay, let's get this done. If you're not yet, if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, and you don't know what I'm talking about, today's the day. And then you can get baptized on the third of June. Okay, job done. One of the pictures that we put before uh, all of the folks that are getting baptized is is this picture of going into the water, and we are going to have a full tank, apparently there's one hiding in the basement, um, is, is putting going into the water and dying to your old self and coming out again alive in him. And I always get out a big sheet of paper and I ask whoever I'm doing baptism prep, what is it for you that is going into the water? What is it for you that is the old self? What's the bit that needs to be put to death? And we draw up a list of all the stuff that needs to go into the water. Those things that need to be set aside so that we can set our hearts on Jesus Christ. And now we get to the heavy bit. You see... Paul starts with the big ones, the the obvious sins that are easily identifiable. He starts with sexual immorality. That's not so popular now. You know, it's a tough one for us as Christians to hang on to. Because we live in a culture where the ideal is not purity, but actually it's doing whatever you want with whoever you want. So it's a tough one for us to hang on to and maybe you want to dismiss it. But actually Paul goes even further. He doesn't just set the bar as to what we do with our bodies. He sets the bar as to what we do with our minds. He says, lust is the issue as well. He says, what's going on up here with your imagination? And it gets worse. He doesn't let any of us off the hook, because he then goes on to talk about greed, about what we do with our cash, what we do with our time, whether we're living generously for others. He's inviting us to part with our old lives to set them down to put them to death not just external things it gets worse but internal attitudes small things apparently are on the list anger and rage and malice and slander and filthy language but then the catch all at the bottom I was wrestling with this as to what it meant is do not lie to each other what a strange one to add to the end of the list. You know why I think it's there? I think it's because you can get, you can read down the list and you can suddenly feel very self-righteous if there's even one that you've sorted out. And Paul says, don't lie to each other. You're all works in progress. You're all works in progress. Me and you. We're all being renewed we've not arrived yet you know and that can make the church rather than a place of judgment a place of amazing wonderful graciousness to each other because we're works in progress we set the bar high because that's where Jesus sets it Jesus sets it higher it's about what's even going on in your head But it's also this place of amazing grace. Because we're not to lie to each other. I'm a work in progress. We're not better than one another. We are people on the way. And I hope that we can become a church on the way. Works in progress. People that are being shaped by Jesus Christ. About 27 years ago. Meg and I walked into a church. And we were living together, much to my mother's horror. She was the one that sent me the itchy blanket as a gift for us living together. And I had been brought up in a Christian home and Meg had kind of bumped into stuff and we walked in and there was this wall of worship. And we both met with Jesus that evening. And we walked up to the front of the church at the end of the service and this tired lady who had clearly prayed for everybody else and we were the last ones on the list and we went and saw her and we said look we've got this problem we, we think we want to come to faith we want to follow Jesus but, but we're living together, what should we do? and I don't remember all the other words that she said to us but I do remember this she said you love each other don't you? we said yeah she said get married then so we did and it's largely her fault <laughs> that I'm here today and for 27 years I've been telling this story and I've been mentioning this amazing woman's la- this l- lady's name and she's called Julia Harvey and I met her again last night for the first time in I think probably 24 years and she's right here and I haven't seen her since and she's here and I'm so so grateful because what you did was change the course of our lives and you taught us about grace and truth hand in hand and I'd love to pray for Julia Could we do that? Because I've been talking about it for years. He never told me. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I knew he'd become a Christian. I didn't know he'd stayed a Christian. I didn't know he'd be here. (laughs) I'm going to pray. Father God, thank you so much for Julia. Thank you for her faithfulness in following you. Courage in that moment. That turned our lives around. And we pray for your blessing on her and on Peter. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I didn't tell her I was going to do that. (laughs) Because I thought she might say no. (sighs) There are things that you have to set down, but we can set them down in a place of grace. In a place of love and forgiveness. And the starting point for, for this is not, you know, is not us being superheroes. It's not us having it all sorted out. It's what Paul goes on to next. He says you are chosen. He says you are holy, not through my own effort, not through your effort, but because that's what Jesus has done for us. He's made us holy. So if this morning you've come and you're carrying shame, you know you can leave that behind today. Because Jesus wants to make you holy. He's already done all that's necessary. All you need to do is say yes to him. And you're dearly loved, chosen, holy, and dearly loved and in that context he invites us to clothe ourselves to get dressed in the things that are his character compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and to bear with one another (laughs) to forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven us And above all that, to put on love, which binds all these things together. You know, these things are, they're not you trying to be good. They're not you making an effort to be extra compassionate. They're you pulling down from heaven. Your kingdom come on earth as it is on, yeah, the other you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Pulling down the things of heaven, putting them on, clothed with who God the Father is, so that you can be what He wants you to be in the world. These are gifts that we can wear. It's not let's pretend, it's about us becoming renewed so that we are like Him. So let's go back to the start. Where is it that you are investing? What is it that you are setting your heart and your mind on? Your time, your thinking, your actions, your resources. How are you doing with those invitations to follow and grow and worship and give and go? It's not about earning God's favour. But it is about being renewed. Having our thinking and our living transformed. And it starts with who God is. What Jesus has done for us. Raised us to life. So our eternal life starts now. Chosen us. Called us by name. Made us holy. Because he loves us. And he invites us to pick things up. But also to set some things down. So right now I'd love you to, to take a moment. I'm gonna get the band back up here. They're gonna lead us in some, a little bit of worship as we draw to a close. Will you stand with me? I'm gonna pray and then we'll worship. There's gonna be a, Uh, prayer ministry team uh, over on this side of the church after the service they would love to pray with you about anything at all Um, but maybe one of these three things are are what God's kind of stirring in you now so let's just let's just be in this place of prayer allowing the Holy Spirit to to work in us if if you don't know what I'm talking about then you know as Christians we we this is not about just a set of ideas this is about the reality that God is with us. And the way that he's with us is through the power of his Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is a person. That he wants to show you more of who you are and who God is. So maybe it's one of these three things. Maybe, maybe you don't know that that risen life. That life of following Jesus that Paul's been talking about in the passage and I've been talking about this morning maybe you're wondering maybe you should get in the water you know just know that you'll have to let go of everything it's not going to be easy that's the choice to get into the water it's to surrender everything and to come out in fullness of life in Jesus Jesus that's you this morning, you can simply pray, Jesus, I want to follow. Lead me. You can come and talk to us more. We'll help you pray some more. Maybe as I've been talking there, you're aware that there are things that you need to set down. Things that need to be put to death in your own life. Maybe there are things that others know about. Or maybe just you. In this worship time, do the business with God. Set those things down. Or maybe you're aware that there are things that you need to take up. Something that you could do this week just to set aside a bit of time to worship, to pray for your workplace. Whatever those things might be, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would work in us and through us for the power and glory of your name Jesus Amen